0: This is
1: Paul. And this is Wayne. You know, uh, we are still, you know, uh, reopening here in Texas. I think we're at uh, 25% of capacity and, uh, you know, traditional movie theaters are not open. So the wife and I had a date night last night and we went to the drive-in movie theater.
0: Oh, what'd you see? Uh,
1: We saw a movie called The Vast of Night.
0: Hmm. Are you familiar with it? I am not.
1: (laughs) It is an Amazon original Okay. Uh, that is, it's like set in the fifties and it's kind of a, uh, twilight zone sort of thing. Uh, in fact, there, there are, you know, big Rod Serling refer- references in the film. Um, we, we usually the, this drive in, uh, out in beautiful scenic Ennis, Texas, which is, uh, an hour from where we live. Um, usually does not allow outside food and beverages, but because we're social distancing, they, allowed, they allow you to bring in your own uh, food and drink. So, you know, we, we brought uh, a, an elegant meal of submarine sandwiches, chips, and homemade brownies, and uh, had a romantic date night, you know, in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and stayed for all of 15 minutes of the movie.
0: Oh, that bad. No, well, I mean, the... You trope uh, an hour for 15 minutes. Of the, or, did, or were you just, like, getting frisky and you'd start... No, playing? no. Was, no, I think Aaron probably farted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. Uh, no, the...
1: Uh, it was one of those movies. It's called The Vast of Night, and all the events in the movie occur in one night. And the way it's shot, you can't see a goddamn thing. And I was like... Hmm. I, I finally, I turned around and looked at my wife. I said, I feel like we're watching a radio drama. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, me too." And, and I mean, we're, and we're both checking, you know, because you can see the other six screens from where you're from where you are. And so I'm looking around at all the other, you know, so I'm like, "Is it a, is it a factor of the drive-in? Is it the projection?" But no, I think it was the way it was shot. And uh, you know, we, we're like, "You want to go home? Yeah, let's go home." So
0: <laughs> we that's funny. We
1: turn the car on. You know, and we got there an hour early because they said get there early to, uh, you know, ensure that the slots, the the parking spaces are all socially distant. Yeah. But I am convinced that there was carnal activity going on in the car behind us. Uh Oh. Because it was 83 degrees outside and they had a blanket and were under it. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know what's going on over there. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. But you know, we, we, had, we it was nice to get out of the house and uh, to for fifteen minutes. Well,
0: for for two hours and fifteen minutes. Really. That's right. Because there's right. the hour drive there and back.
1: Yeah, we had you know there, it was it was just nice you know being somewhere other than our house for a little bit. So, All right. eh. and, and you know, you... I, I'm interested. I, you know, it's it's an Amazon original, so it'll hit Prime at some point, and uh, I'll be interested to see if I can see more of it on my television set. Because man, I just could not see a damn thing. Hmm. Yeah, but it seemed like a good movie. In fact, as a radio drama, it played pretty well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, did you just come home and watch uh, some HBO Max then? I, I did with your new fan dangled HBO Max.
1: I, re- you know, I got to tell you, I am really enjoying the HBO Max.
0: Uh, You're like the only one though. I because think because I got to tell you, it is not it is not getting positive reviews.
1: I, you know, I think a lot of it's got to do with the interface you know because mm-hmm. I'm having to watch it through through Chromecast which I hate but I think that's a pretty strong testament as to the quality of the content that I am willing to screw around with Chromecast cuz I really hate
2: Chromecast. Uh, yeah, and I remember you were not willing to do that for DC Universe. And,
1: yeah, well, and still not oh, or for D- Disney Plus. You know, there's just not enough there to warrant me doing that cuz you know, everything on Disney Plus that I want other than Mandalorian I own. Um Anyway, the uh, they have. It seems like everything that they have put out there in their in their you know vault of content has been digitally upgraded. Like the I, I have been watching classic Looney Tunes cartoons, and they are beautiful. They are just gorgeous. Uh, the they recently. Made the Johnny the original Johnny Quest series. Uh, they uh, recently upgraded it to HD, and that's out there, and it's gorgeous. Um, I watched, you know, because Paul, you and I, you know, share a deep and abiding love for Kevin Costner as a cowboy. I watched a movie called Open Range, in which uh, Kevin Costner is a cowboy uh, alongside Robert Duvall. And Wayne, you'll appreciate this. You know, uh, Kevin Costner's character in Open Range is a former gunslinger. In fact, you know, during the Civil War, was one of those guys who was sent behind in- enemy lines to just fuck things up for the enemy. You know, not not actually win battles, but just cause problems. And you know, nice. quite the gunslinger. And but you know, he's for the last ten years, he's really tried to rehabilitate himself and just be a cowboy. I don't want to kill people. I just want to be a cowboy. So they come riding back to camp, and uh, you know there's this great nice guy named Mose that ha- has been murdered by another cattle outfit, and uh, they're, they're, the the kid who works for him, Button, has been sh- you know gut shot, and you know you can just see him, you know he's just like you know really struggling with it, and you're like, but he's but he's keeping it down, he's you know that that, that notorious temper he has, you know he's keeping it tamped down until he finds that they shot his dog. And you're like, "Oh, fuck, it is on, <laughs> and you just see it go across him, you know, you know they, they shot button in the gut, they killed mose i can i i i can i can I can let that go, but they shot his dog, and now he's got to kill everyone in town.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, that's what you do. I don't know uh, that I ever saw open range. It is pretty good. It is pretty good. There's, it's it has got one of those ridiculous stories. You know, it takes place over the course of like three nights, uh-huh. and uh, you know he, uh, Kevin Costner and that Benning fall madly in love with each other while se- while while sharing only about four sentences worth of dialogue. <laughs> you know, so th- there's the there's the ridiculous romance aspect to it, but everything else about it is really very entertaining. And Robert Duvall as a cowboy is uh, always entertaining because I you know I loved him as uh, Augustus. Captain Augustus McRae in Lonesome Dove. So <laughs> anyway, I, I am enjoying the hell out of HBO Max. Uh, everything out there, I mean, there is just so much. Every Godzilla movie that you want to see, uh, the good ones that the, the, the uh, Tojo productions or Toho, anyway, the Janus Films productions of uh, yeah. of Godzilla are out there. A uh, ton of, of not just like Japanese anime and uh, you know Godzilla movies, but like you know. A lot of independent film.
2: Uh, hmm. and, yeah, and I'm the, curious about all the Japanese anime on there. I know they have stu- the entire Studio Ghibli catalog, yeah. which is huge. Yeah. but I'm curious if they have other things besides they, Ghibli.
1: They do. I mean, there there is just a. a f- fuck ton of content. And I think once they get their uh delivery mechanism straightened out, you know, once they become a prime channel, I think that's that's eventually got to happen. There's 5 million customers there uh currently subscribed to HBO. Um if if you enjoy getting your HBO that way, why wouldn't you make HBO Max available that way? Um, I think once they get that kind of stuff figured out, and it's strange to me that they allowed themselves to go live without having that figured out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's the content is sweet enough that it has uh, made me use Chromecast more than I have ever used Chromecast in the past.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I because um, I've got the Xbox One and I have a, a smart TV. And the smart TV has every app that I need built into it except – DC Universe and Shutter, mm-hmm. um, so I find that I use those significantly less, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Just because, even though it's what's funny is they're built into my Xbox, and I just forget. Right, but it's so much easier to just have the one TV remote and navigate everything from my TV remote. I'm like, ah, yeah, you know, I wish you because yeah. they have an online service, kind of like the Xbox Live or the PlayStation Store. The, I'm, um, you know, it's the LG App Store, right? And, um, you know, they just don't have some of the apps. But if they had HBO Max, I don't know, I, I still would prefer it all through one app. I, I, I really Same feel here. like I'm at my maximum number of apps <laughs> that I feel yeah. acceptable <laughs> for streaming services. You know, Paul, I think I'm with you there on the. So
2: I had I was streaming everything through the PlayStation 4 and I'm not ever turning my PlayStation 4 even on anymore since I had a got a smart TV that had all of the apps. I like having it all through the one remote.
0: Yeah, it's the benefit of that for me is, you know, I bought this new TV two months ago, roughly, Mm -hmm. um, because the other one, my older TV was starting to uh, get like burnout on some of the spots. And so I bought this TV and it's my first 4K TV. Well, I don't have a 4K Xbox. You know, I didn't buy the Xbox One X, and I don't have a 4K PlayStation. The you know the PS4, whatever premium or whatever. Um, So, but the TV built-in apps allow me to watch things in 4K. Yeah, yeah. I'm just shocked that you got a TV that recently and it didn't have the DC app. Yeah, it doesn't at least you know at least in the the download store but what's nice is you know Disney Plus like what I'm doing now is if I do tend to buy a hard um you know a, a hard copy of a movie like Rise of Skywalker for yep. example I'll put in the digital code cuz then it'll make it available in all my apps like movies anywhere yep, and yep. then I can watch it in 4K instead of watching the Blu-ray. Right. And it's just you know it's it's really it's really nice having that option. So I do find that I, even if I can't, even if I have the DVD, um, um, if there's a 4K option available, even though in my, uh, even though supposedly your eyes can't tell the difference, in my head, <laughs> I feel like I can tell the difference.
1: Well, I'm I'm really enjoying HBO Max, and uh, I, you know I I agree with your with your uh, feedback there, Paul. I would really like to be able to use my DVR remote. I prefer mm-hmm. my DVR remote to navigating uh, the app uh, via my iPad or my phone. Mm-hmm. But the content has really made it worth it. There's a lot of really good stuff there. Now, in terms of uh, DC Universe, there's not a lot there from DC Universe. There's uh, Doom Patrol. And season two comes out uh, in June. Yeah, so that. Uh, that will also be there, but like Stargirl's not there. And the other original DC Universe uh, content isn't there. They have, I, I, it, it appears to me that they're going to cycle things through. Um, so the uh, they've got some of the Batman content there right now. Uh, they've got the Batwoman series there, but none of the other CW shows. So. Um, it looks like they're 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 go- they're creating a a stream of content that will that will come in and come out. but uh, it's yeah. good stuff. i'm I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And you know one of the things I, and I, I think you and I talked about this offline earlier this week, Paul, that I was disappointed to find was the absence of CNN. Because one of the things in the early advertisements was that uh, CNN would be part of the HBO Max content, and so I did a little research on that this week, and turns out that it's not going to be like you know CNN headline news. It's going to be CNN documentaries. Ah, and they're right. actually producing new documentaries, but I think th- I think they're missing a big opportunity to do some sort of live news content, or just yeah. even like you know once an hour they give
0: you the headlines.
1: But uh,
0: anywho, yeah, because that would at least give you the option. I mean, then that is a, a cable cutting option, right? Because right. news is something that, that is is a reason to keep your your current cable subscription exactly, exactly. Hey, speaking of streaming content, Wayne, have you been watching Harley Quinn? I have. I haven't. I, I, I haven't. I haven't seen a single episode, even though I've been wanting to. But I hear that they're delving into a relationship between Harley and Ivy.
2: Oh yeah, definitely are. So I have started. Uh, I watched like all the preview episode things, the trailers, and they all looked really bad. But I went ahead and gave the show a chance, and I really am enjoying it.
0: It's getting very positive reviews.
2: Uh, yeah, it it is really good. It is very adult, definitely not a kid's show. And they have gone full on, you know, leaning into that relationship between Harley and Ivy. Uh, and it's not a it's not a simple relationship at all. Yeah, you know, they've dealt, you know, Ivy is engaged at this point to another character. And things happen between Ivy and uh, Harley. And it's, it really is a, for being a comedy, they're dealing with some serious story arc issues. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying, I'm,
0: I'm caught up. So I'm watching week to week at this point. Uh, I will eventually get caught up right now. I am, uh, we have started Justified. Uh, So good. You know, I've heard very positive things. So we finished up season one. We just started season two. I'm enjoying it, you know. I don't know that Jen is quite like finding it must-watch TV yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, and and to be fair, I, while I am enjoying it, I am enjoy- you know, the first season is very like police procedural. So right. until the latter half of the season, it you know it's not very serialized. So it, it is kind of like mm, it doesn't really feel like I'm wondering where this is going. Like it just kind of feels yeah. like every other cop show where it's a different crime of the week. Right. Um, but you know, I do hear that that changes as we get into season two yeah. and going forward. Yeah. Season two changes pretty hard and you
1: will, uh, as you get later into the series, Paul, you will, uh, note some familiar characters or familiar actors from Yellowstone.
0: So oh, okay. That's,
1: that's all I'm going to say at this point, but it, it is one of my deep and abiding loves and related to that, uh, I have started watching Deadwood on HBO Max because, you know, that is a Timothy Oliphant joint. And, uh, you know, I love me some uh, Timothy Oliphant.
2: Yeah, I've never seen it, but I've heard that is a really good show. Deadwood? You know, yeah. I, I I'm three episodes
1: in. I really like it, except for one thing, and it's the one thing that has kept, that has previously kept me out of it. It is super crass, and I'm not just talking about language. I'm talking about you know body sounds you know and i just i i that grosses me right out it it really hinders my enjoyment uh you know listening listening to someone go to the bathroom just grosses me right out the door i don't need that to be part of my entertainment um so i yeah. As someone who has the weakest stomach in the whole world, I really, really dislike that
0: <laughs> honestly that's why I tend away from h b o shows I feel like h b o shows tend to be gratuitous, yeah, um, but you know by adding things like body sounds or yeah. you know like extra explicit sex just because they can not yeah. because they add anything to the story yeah um but Molly so. Parker's in it, and
1: uh you from know, some- Mo- no no Mo- from f- um, from lost in space, your girl, yeah. And uh, I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion that she is about to enter the hoer trade. So, uh-huh.
0: uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, huh? Because everybody's in it. Uh, you know, there's the there's a ton of actors in this show that uh, that people know. It's, it's a bunch of that guys. So anyway, <laughs> so far three episodes in. Other than the body sounds, enjoying it quite a bit. But guys,
2: <laughs> I gotta yes, know. Did you
1: like Stargirl uh, episode number
2: two? Wayne? So, I did. Mm -hmm. I know that in the first episode, you know, Aaron had complained about how the main character wasn't particularly likable yet, Uh which did kind of match the comics. I do think that they did too fast of a turn with her. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, in the comics, it was a long burn before she started getting along with Pat, and before there was any kind of real character development with her. And I think that they didn't quite earn the sudden turnaround of the character's personality from episode one to episode two. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I enjoyed episode two. Paul,
0: you know, it's a cute show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I will say my favorite part of the show is Luke Wilson. Yeah. Stripe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Stripe. I mean, I fucking love Stripe yeah he is he is really really good in this show I enjoy Amy smart other than that I feel like it's it's a cute show but i I don't feel like I'm gonna stick with it It's not like must going back to what I was talking about with justified it doesn't feel like must watch t v given everything else going on it feels like a cute show if I hear that it turns around or it's you know it, it's excellent and and you know it hurts me to say that cuz I love Jeff Johns and I know he's heavily involved in the show but it's just okay. Mm-hmm. Like it's not blowing my mind. Um you know and, and at you know at the same time it you know the the it is very much for a DC universe show. When I compare it with other DC universe shows like uh, Doom Patrol and I know it's not it's not technically a DC universe show but you know when I compare it to Doom Patrol or Titans or Swamp Thing Mm-hmm. The TV quality, special effects, and stunt work are very are a hell of a lot more obvious in Stargirl than they are in those other shows. Um, you know, it, it is or Watchmen, for example, like an HBO show. Like the the production values, the budgetary constraints are strong mm-hmm. in Stargirl. Um, so it just feels like another CW show to me, and I just I'm out. I, I you know it's 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 not enough for me to stick with. Do you feel like?
1: Um the initial the initial storyline uh would have been better presented as one 2 hour pilot versus two 1 hour
0: episodes yeah i mean i feel that way a lot yeah. about that you know two part season premieres but yeah I, I mean i do feel that way yeah definitely i feel that way you know that that was what, what struck me
1: cuz a lot of what i was looking for uh, from the first episode that, that I felt was missing, uh, was present in the second episode. I agree with you, Paul. I, I feel like the turn between her and Pat, or uh, uh, Wayne, I guess, the turn between her and Pat...
0: <laughs> I happened, guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ...happened too quickly uh, in episode two, uh, but it did, the, the 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 first two episodes very much felt that they were joined together at the hip, uh, and that they were setting up the show. So in terms of setting up the show, um I think it makes sense to do that.
2: I uh, I I
1: feel your I feel you Paul on that the show doesn't feel must watch, but I got to say I am enjoying Stripe so much and I think mm-hmm. that's where they I think that's where their uh, FX budget's gone. Um yeah. and they justifiably so. I love the design of it. I like watching it play around. Uh, I really need more giant robots in my life.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 re- I love the montage where he's trying to get the robot, like uh, the uh, yeah, the he, rocket fist to work.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, him training out in the field is just fantastic. Um, I, I love how true to the comic book design that Lee Motor made uh, – that they have that they have remained true to that you know the, 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 the design of both characters in fact are very comic book uh, centric. Um, I, I, I I really dig it I, I love all the name drops you know like well you know a scientist named Ted Knight made the staff, but that's a story for another day. I'm looking forward to getting some of these stories because it feels like we're going to, instead of getting monster of the week we're going to get you know JSA hero backstory of the week. Uh, I'm 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 down for that. Um I I I dig it enough to keep watching. So Wayne, you still have a star girl buddy.
2: Good cuz for me it is must watch TV. I am watching them I say as soon as they drop and it's I love the comic that it came from. The Stars and Stripes book was so good and they're doing a great job of you know taking everything that was good about that book and bringing it into the series. And Stripe is just Incredible Now, Wayne, I have a confession to make,
1: yes, um, I have never read an issue of Stargirl and Stripe. Uh, my experience with Stargirl has always been through justice
2: society. So that was the same for me I, until I got the DC Universe app. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing I read was the Stars and Stripe book. Yeah.
1: I mean, I've always been the, the – I uh, always liked the, the design aesthetic for that book. But when it was coming out, there was something about the covers that always seemed uh, young reader friendly about it. And so I never picked it up.
2: Yeah, no, I fell in love with the character of Stargirl through JSA. Yeah. And then I've gone back and read the comic, her original comic.
1: I I do feel like something that's missing from uh, Courtney in this show are braces. You know, I I loved that in the Justice Society book that she had uh, braces. (laughs) So uh, maybe that'll be a a cliffhanger, you know, her her visiting the uh, orthodontist. I could actually see that being a story. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, I I, I, it is. I don't believe it to be a great show. I believe it to be a good and entertaining show, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And uh, Wayne finds it to be must-see TV, and uh, Paul can die in a
0: fire. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was bad. I thought it was good. I said it was good. I just have – it's just competing with every other show. I've just got other things <laughs> yep. to do. I well, did.
2: and specifically I'll say it's must-see for me. I wouldn't describe it as must-see TV for most people. I mean, it has its flaws. I am loving it, but I love the character so much that that's really what makes it must-see for me. Yeah. But I completely get the complaints, especially the special effects budget ones. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm I'm eager to see where it goes. So. (laughs) I, I I would also be eager to see uh previews for next week, but they're not making
0: that available in the app still. Yeah. They might be on the CW. Like we're I think we're all watching it on DC Universe, which right. I will again note that the episode was like fifty two minutes or something like that. Yeah. So I'm I'm assuming we're getting extra content and it's edited down on television because it's, the average television show is I think it's 43, forty three, forty seven minutes something yep. like that. Yep, yep. I agree. But, I think they're I think they're editing out some things. Mm-hmm. But. So I'm enjoying it, uh, they, you know, having, at least having the option on the app. Um, but I don't know, to your point, I'm assuming they're getting commercials on the CW that we're not getting on the DC <laughs> Universe app. Uh, so damn Paul, DC Universe. Yes, sir. Paul, yes, sir. Uh, what do you think about that Fist of Konshu? Yeah, so we actually read a Marvel book this week. Marvel books back in stores, but getting distributed, and and some of the big ones are back in stores as well. You know, DC still hasn't really distributed some of their larger titles, like Batman and Superman. Uh, but Marvel, now that they're distributing um, physical comics, has put out the newest issue of The Avengers from Jason Aaron and Javier Garron, um, Avengers issue 33, which is The Age of Khonshu, part one. Uh, I, I have... I, so... Full disclosure: I keep giving this ish Avengers series a try. I tried when it started. I tried. There was some other story arc that I tried, and then I tried again when they did the vampire thing, oh, and it's just never connected with me. Mm-hmm. And I, and it's all Jason Aaron, and, and I'm a fan of Jason Aaron. I loved what he did on Thor. Um, so I'm like, why is this Avengers book not connecting with me? Well, the Age of Khonshu came out, um, and I, you know, I love Moon Knight as a character uh, when when done correct correctly. I saw some preview art that featured Moon Knight fighting the Iron Fist and I was like, "Ooh, that's some that's some nice looking some nice looking fight sequences." So I picked up this issue. Yeah, Javier
1: Garan is uh it, it draws some pretty pages.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I will yeah. say this book is gorgeous. Like wow. the the art in this book is gorgeous. Every page, you know, the Doctor Strange stuff, um, you know, the 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 Wakandan stuff, uh I mean everything on it is beautiful. And it's not a bad book. But it feels like I've read the same thing <laughs> a thousand times um, when it comes to Moon Knight. You know, they, like they literally start the book by saying, "Oh, you know, I've, I feel like I've read the Moon Knight has tackled his multiple personalities before." Blah 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 blah. Khonshu has ulterior motives. Blah 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 blah. And that's what this is. It's another Moon Knight. You know, alternate. You know, bunch of different personalities. Conshu's a bad guy, and manipulating him. And it just feels like I've read this before. It's not bad. Now that being said, I did enjoy the issue. It just feels like something I've read, and I and I feel like I'm ready for Moon Knight to progress as a character. And I thought he had. I thought when Warren Ellis was writing that book, um, you know, we we had and, and with the Declan Shalvey art, I feel like we had finally gotten some. Some progression of Moon Knight as a character, and this feels like it's a, a step backwards for that character.
1: I uh, I understand what you're saying, but uh, mm-hmm. but I, but I, I question uh, one of your points of view. I understand that you know what you said, but <laughs> but I, I question why do you think Moon Knight's a bad guy, or why do you think Kanchu is up to no good? Why do you think Kanchu is is uh, is you know up to evil
0: deeds? Well, because he made Moon Knight beat the shit out of the Avengers,
1: but. <laughs> I, don't you feel like uh that i mean on the last page you know konshu says well done my fist you know Kanshu approves now we can save the world don't you yeah, feel so like maybe
0: he's a good guy here well i think i feel like maybe they are they he he they are taking moon knight has pose- taken on the powers of all of the avengers so the the iron fist the eye of agamotto ghost riders um you know, vehicle. Um, you know, and, and he's he's taken on all those powers, and it feels like Conchu has Moon Knight gathering all these powers to take on a larger force. So, I mean, I feel like when I maybe not a bad guy, but you know, he's got motives that are against the Avengers um, instead of well, you know just teaming up with the Avengers. Fuck those <laughs> guys. To be, well, to be fair, yeah. <laughs>
1: I really enjoy it. I understand what you're saying, and I agree that I find the multiple personality disorders uh, that Moon Knight suffers from to be tiresome. You know, it's just a story that we've seen over and over and over again. Uh, and I agree. The, the Warren Ellis-Declan Shelby, is that right? Uh-huh. Uh, yep. That run was fantastic. But I got to tell you, I really enjoyed what I saw here. Um, I, it was a fun book. I will say that. It was a fun book. I the, did enjoy it. The, the, the fight between him and Iron Fist really was the right, st- the right sequence to start off with, because it is mm-hmm. super badass. Um, and how Danny Rand just completely misunderstands what's going on until it's too late. Uh, him, uh, Moon Knight, uh, taking the uh, power of the Ghost Rider... Uh, And driving around in the Ghost Rider car Mm -hmm. is a number one. It's a beautiful page, and Moon Knight having such a good time doing it is hysterical. Yeah, you know, like this is a lot more fun than it should be. (laughs) Driving around in the in the Hellfire powered car, Um, you know the the fact that you know he's taking on Black Panther, and that and I loved the how smart it is for him to choose to fight Thor on the surface of the moon. Mm-hmm. you know cuz that makes sense that's where he that's where he's going to be most powerful and mm-hmm. I, I i love that you know he is able to control majoner um i i i thought it was a you know because of his you know power link to the moon uh I, I really enjoyed this, this book. I thought it was a really strong setup to whatever story they're about to tell. And I am not sure that, that Khonshu is a bad guy. Certainly he is working in opposition to the Avengers, but maybe, you know, maybe he
0: is on the side of angels this time. I think that right. might be the surprise. I guess we'll find out next issue because I will pick up the next issue. I thought the art was beautiful. Um, I, again, I enjoy Moon Knight. I, again, I wanted something different given the hype behind the storyline and given Jason Aaron. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was it, it was a fun book uh, that that really just like and I, I think this has always been Jason Aaron's credo with this Avengers book. As long as you know who the characters are, right? You're fine. Yeah. As long as you know, it, it, there's nothing. As long as you have seen a Marvel movie you have you have what you need yeah. from this other than ghost rider who's the only one who hasn't had a marvel movie you pretty you know you, you get the gist of who every character is right um you know even if you've not read a thor book or you don't know what's currently going on in thor that kind of thing um but ghost rider was on agents of shield and everyone watched that right paul <laughs> fair there's that right the the the, the, uh, the blockbuster hit agents of shield well um, and and before you start sending
1: in your letters talking about Nicholas Cage uh ghostwriter that's not the
0: ghostwriter that, that we're talking <laughs> about this is the new guy. Uh, that's true yeah, yeah. And, and this is the um yeah I, and I forget his name. Um but I you know it, it's a, it is a fun book and again It's uh it's Car Ghostwriter. Car, just, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's right.
2: Just like the uh, the other Voltron was vehicle Voltron, which this I, is car see, Ghost Rider.
1: And you know, my, one of my problems with car Ghost Rider is that Ghost Rider sounds like a, a passenger in a car. Yeah. You know, whereas like you, ride, you ride a motorcycle, but you drive a car, so it should be Ghost Driver, or he should be riding shotgun.
0: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, one one of the things that I'm most looking forward to for next issue is there is a scene where uh, Moon Knight with an army of mummies. You know, shows up at the gates of Wakanda, and you know that that's a great confrontation between Moon Knight and Black Panther. Yeah, uh, and it's you know, because Black Panther basically outsmarts Moon Knight, Moon Knight, like, Moon Knight's like, well, shit, I guess I'm not going to have his power. I'll go to the, <laughs> I'll, I'll just go kick Thor's ass instead. Yeah. Um, but the next issue seems like it has the Avengers fighting the army of mummies, and I'm like, I'm on board. Yeah, I want to see that shit. I want to see Avengers fighting an army of mummies. That yeah. sounds like a fun book. Yeah, I I dug it. I dug it.
1: I'm in for the next issue. All right. Just saying.
0: So, Paul. Yes, sir. What's coming out next week? Well, because of the altering schedules and things like that, next week feels more like a fifth week when it comes to comic releases. But we do have some new releases, including the newest issue of Action Comics. Featuring, uh, so we, we are finally getting some new Superman books. Uh, now, the reason that I'm mentioning this one uh, from Brian Michael Bendis and John Romita Jr., you know, our, our favorite uh, artist, is because it is House of Kent, part one, mm. and uh, features, um, you know, kind of this uh, Clark and Connor Kent uh, figuring out what's next for them, and features, uh, it's a crossover um, with Young Justice. Yeah, the preview pages of that
2: look really interesting. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I'm gonna. I haven't picked up an
0: action comics in a while, but I'm gonna pick this one up. Yep. So we've got that. We've got the newest issue of Batman Superman, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Clayton Henry. We have the digital only Birds of Prey, new Birds of Prey book. Um, mm-hmm. It's a DC Black Label mature yep. readers title, written by Brian Azzarello. Uh, I believe it was originally supposed to be a print book, but they decided to make it a. Uh, a digital-only book. Uh, Speaking of digital-only books, we also get the new issues of uh, Deceased, uh, Hope at World's End, uh, also from DC Comics, we got a couple of 80th anniversary editions. We get the Catwoman 80th Anniversary Super Spectacular, which features um, – it's one of those $10 books that has a bunch of creative teams on it. Ed Brubaker, Paul Dini, Tom King, Jeff Parker, Ann Nacenti, Jim Ballant, um, basically anyone who's ever – worked anyone who's alive that has worked on a Catwoman book. Um, is doing one of those spectaculars. They do, you know, they've done the Flash, um, the Green Lantern one's coming up. Um, they've done Batman, Superman, that kind of thing. Um, and there's another Joker one coming out, I think, in a few weeks as well. So that comes out uh, from nine ninety nine. And from IDW, uh, I mentioned this a few weeks ago: Star Trek Dead of Honor Facsimile Edition, which is a uh, a reprint of an, uh, a DC graphic novel written by chris claremont art by adam hughes um that kind of was a released i believe it was released about 30 years ago around the same time frame as undiscovered country between star trek 5 and star trek undiscovered country um a dc graphic novel um and uh they're re-releasing it it's the first time it's been reprinted in 30 years uh from idw
1: i'm looking forward to reading that because i did not read it when it first came out
0: I did. I remember, I mean, I don't, do I remember if it's any good? No, but I, 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 but I I do remember reading it when it came out. Very exciting.
1: Well, all that and more next week, but we want to know what you thought about this week's books and, you know, maybe your experience with HBO Max. Give us a call at 972-763-5903. That number, once again, 972-763-5903. And if we use your voicemail on the show, you could win a coveted, valuable, ideology of madness surprise
0: you can also hit us up on our social media channels iom geek on facebook instagram and twitter
1: very excited well we'll we'll do this all over again next week guys
0: catch you then podcast theme music graciously provided by mark
1: andrew pope for more information visit MarkAndrewPope.com. funny books with aaron and polly is a production of ideology of no spider-man clones were harmed in the production of this podcast